I'm Joshua Best. I'm Jacob King. And this is Somebody Somebody Else's else's Favorite Songs. Casual popular music discussion spanning the past 70 years. We talk about the music you love. And the music you should know that you may not. Welcome back, folks. It's part two of our Critical Listens episode, and we are still here, Jacob and myself, along with Canadian Ben. Well, hello. And well, Waco Joel. Waco Joel. <laughs> That's like a oh, genuine boy. Wild West name. Waco Joel. <laughs> you know, I prefer College Station Joel to Waco Joel. But, uh... Waco, Waco Joel just rolls, rolls off the tongue a little bit. Yeah. Could be my stage name. Waco, Waco Joel. Joel. Who's walking on the stage? What kind of stage are you on? (laughs) I thought that was assumed. (laughs) Waco Joe! (laughs) Please check out the buffet! (laughs) Or don't. So So we are back, and that's actually because we never left. Uh, We just decided to cut the episode into two more palatable pieces, because the runtime of uh, the episode from last week was about an hour and... 40 minutes or so, and we didn't want to continue to melt your brains with another possibly hour and a half worth of content, so we thought better of it. If you made it through that hour 40, God bless you. <laughs> the, the Disco Strangler didn't get you after all. It was, a, it was some, some good discussion, I thought, and it uh, was the fun that we were hoping to have, and I hope that will continue. Um, of course, Ben brought us uh, Sir Elton John, and we came up with our five critical listens and then Joel brought us Eagles and we came up with our five critical listens there with the help of our special guest Henry Latin. And thanks so, for thanks Henry for calling back because it was it was really fun to have his opinion in, in there. That's exactly Eagles. right. Cuz he he chastised us uh, one time for being so hard on Don Henley. <laughs> he did actually a couple times. He's even made reference to that outside the show. Yes, he he lets us know. But between Joel and Henry, we get our our Eagles bases covered. So we'll continue with our critical listens. Um, Jacob, you want to go? You want me to go? Go ahead. Okay. So I I toyed with a couple of different bands, but I ended up with one that I've definitely mentioned, and we've played some songs um, uh, from this band. I think we've had two or three of songs from this band. Yeah, and um, it is a band that was part of the British Invasion, um, they were from the group The Mods um, back then, and <clears throat> they were comprised of Pete Townsend, Roger Daltrey, John Entwistle, and Keith Moon. Of course, I'm talking about perhaps my favorite rock band, The Who. Who? 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 Who's next? That's an album. The Guess Who? N- no. Oh. From, from, ben, from Ben's home country. Yes. So, I I've had discussions with people before for fun. Um, who's the greater rock band, the Stones or the Who? Hmm. And of course, the Stones are known as the greatest rock band of all time. And fair enough. My I thoughts. Guess. They're great. The greatest blues rock band. Definitely. But I have always slightly favored the Who. 
because my thinking is when you have a songwriter like Pete who has a completely unique approach to playing guitar, which is very rhythm-driven, but he still has to hold down uh, the solos and such. Being the only guitarist. Being the only guitarist. You have one of the finest front men and singers in Roger Daltrey. Uh, you have almost unquestionably the greatest bass player mm. in, in rock music history. Certainly in rock music, I think it would be indisputable. Yeah. You know, there are, there are some that other people will throw out there that can make a case, but I don't think that the Ox, a.k.a. Thunderfingers, a.k.a. John Whistle, John Ant Whistle can be beat. Um, jaunt whistle, just push it all together there. Uh, I just don't think it can be beat. And then you've got a contender for the greatest drummer ever in Keith Moon. Um, certainly is going to make anybody's top three or so. If you want Bonham, if you want Baker, I'm not going to have any qualms with you. Um, as far as the best goes, certainly. Yeah. But you're talking about high-level musicians who had, in, in all positions, who had incredible shows and you've got something that is not un, that is not like anything else because you've got a lead bassist, a lead drummer, a rhythm guitarist and a lead vocalist. And so they're not like anything else. And they go through and have these incredible songs. They do a lot of innovative things and to top that off, they decided to destroy all their instruments and drums at the end of shows. What's more rock and roll than trashing out a Holiday Inn Keith and never Moon's being allowed to come back? Speaking of trashing hotel rooms, the Eagles, I guess, took after them in several ways, including that. <laughs> they were well known, uh, the Who, for destroying everything in their path. And yeah, Keith, the Who helped build the rock and roll image. Yeah. yeah. Credit, credit yeah. them for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the story is that that was accidental. Like, they were playing in an area, so I've heard, where uh, the, the ceiling was very low, and toward the end of the show, Pete lifted his guitar up, as he is wont to do, you know, swinging his windmill and everything, and rammed his guitar head through the ceiling, and everybody went crazy, so he thought, oh, well, I'll just beat the crap out of it, and there you go. <laughs> so you, Rock and roll. It's, it's as rock and roll as it gets. You can go back and watch Woodstock and see him destroy his instrument and throw it out in the audience to somebody afterwards. A tradition that continues even to this day. John Hyatt said, I don't know who they think they are. Smashing a perfectly good guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but these guys did smash perfectly good guitars. And Keith did blow up his drum set on the Smothers Brothers show one time, giving Pete permanent hearing damage. <laughs> are we are we swapping favorite Who stories? Rock and roll. Hey, give it. That's a good yes. thing to have. Uh, you I've may got not one for you. Well, you may not die before you get old, but you will lose your hearing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my favorite Who story is who uh, who hmm. is is a Keith Moon related incident. Of course you. you <laughs> May not find to be surprising, but uh, during the Quadrophenia tour, he, before a show, ingested uh, a mixture of tranquilizers and brandy. and um, Animal uh, tranquilizers. And, uh, Who among uh, us? And, <laughs> and uh, passed out while they were playing Won't Get Fooled Again. So there was a delay to the show while they gave him a shower and an injection of cortisone off stage. <laughs> 
and brought him back out, after which he passed out again. After which Pete Townsend asked the audience if there were any drummers in the audience, quote, can anyone play the drums? I mean, somebody good. <laughs> and someone in the audience, a guy named Scott Halpin, came up and played the rest of the show. Uh, 19, wasn't he? Yeah. I believe he was 19 years old. I, I've not heard that before. Yes. Wow. That's also rock and roll. Yeah, that is as rock and roll as it gets to. So, that's that's a pretty cool Who story right there, and, and one of my favorites. But and Scott Halpin went on to... Uh, oh, he didn't do anything. <laughs> no, but yeah, I great story. he never had to buy his own drink again for the That's rest true. of his life. Yeah, my favorite is the story that Pete told about how they had played, you know, their gig or whatever, and and they were leaving to go to the airport, and they were like thirty minutes away, and Keith said, "I have to go back to the hotel right now," and so they turned around and went back, and Keith ran upstairs, and threw the TV out the window and came back and said, okay, let's go. Didn't he throw it? He didn't he throw it out the window into a pool? Um, or am I mixing up the story where he drove a car yeah, through a wall? He drove a, a car pool. into a pool. Yeah. I think that's the story um, I heard of. And we talked about Keith on the, um, the drummers episode. On the drummers episode. Yeah. And how he wasn't interested in being a drummer. He was interested in being the who's drummer. And so when they weren't making music and touring and performing, he didn't know what to do with himself and his drug abuse and things like that got worse and worse and worse. Um, but that's really, I just think it's interesting that his goal is not to be a drummer. It's to be the who's drummer. And, and I just, so, and so he did, and he did it well. There's a very another, special drummer. Yeah. Moon. There's another story about him hearing the hotel manager say something about the who being noise. I don't remember the specifics, but mm-hmm. he, um, I believe he lit the furniture on fire or a stick of dynamite in his room or something. And then the hotel manager came up and he said, that's noise. This is the who. (laughs) (laughs) A man truly the legend is probably bigger than the man at this point. Maybe, maybe so. But does anybody know trivia corner? Does anybody know whose house Keith Moon was at the night before he died? I believe he was at Paul and Linda McCartney's house. That is correct, where they were were screening a movie um, that I can't remember the name of right now, but uh, the Buddy Holly story. Oh yeah, that's what they had watched. And um, he 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 went home and ironically OD'd on medicine to help him kick his alcohol habit. So uh, a sad story, and and though they're fun and even funny tales, um, ultimately they're tragic. And The Who, of course, continued on after that, first with Kenny Jones, and then for much longer than either one of those two guys have been playing with Zach Starkey ever since. Um, the rock and roll didn't end, though, the lifestyle, as uh, John Entwistle, of course, on the eve of one of their tours in the early 2000s, died in Vegas um, of cocaine in bed with a prostitute. So <laughs> ah, ah, but who did not take part in it? Pretty much any of that the whole time. Roger Daltrey, which is why now pushing eighty, he can still sing he all those still songs sing. and still sing a pretty good. Hit. I mean, yeah. he, he was noted for really being serious about taking care of himself. He's he is very never, never fit got into any of that and stuff. was never about all of that. So let's talk a little music. Um, you know, the early the early two and three minute singles is where they started. Uh, they move up uh, through. Um, some concept type work with something like the Who Sell Out and 
Then they do their first mini opera with a quick one while he's away. And then their first full-blown rock opera, um, truly a concept album, a story about a deaf, dumb, and blind kid that may come up again, uh, Tommy. Then Who's Next, which was supposed to be another rock opera called Lifehouse, but just ended up being maybe the finest collection of rock songs on, on one album. Um, you could easily pick five songs from Who's Next for this. And that's a top 16 for you, an, an anchor piece of your top 16, huh? Yeah, that's going to be... Who's Next is probably a top five album. And as far as rock albums go, it's virtually unsurpassed in my opinion. And then they release Quadrophenia, which is in my opinion, a better record than Tommy. Tommy was first, and it's great. Quadrophenia is better and full of, of really great and interesting ideas. It's the story of a guy with four personalities, and each one is represented by a different member of the band. It's really amazing. As a crazy rock and roll band, all of these uh, advanced-type ideas and ambitious things that, that Pete wanted to do that they were there to carry out with him. And... Then you get to the album, Who Are You? And on the cover of that album, Keith Moon is sitting backwards on a chair and printed on the back of that chair. There's a lot of uh, like stage equipment, you know, like uh, that they're sitting among wires, everything. And that chair says, not to be taken away. And soon after that, he was gone. So I don't think we'll probably be considering anything after Keith's death for this list. Maybe one could come up, but we'll go ahead and get started with our list of the five critical listens from perhaps my favorite rock band, The Who. And so I'm not going to start. I'm going to go ahead and let Jacob start with his uh, submission. Well, the first one that comes to mind is, for me, is Who Are You? I mean, I think that, I don't know. I, I mean, it's just my opinion, but I think that's an automatic. But just because of the, just the, the song, I, I, ha I have to say, I'm not, I'm really a meat and potatoes guy when it comes to The Who. I mean, I'm not. Well, actually what this list is going to be anyway is a meat mm -hmm. and potatoes list. Yeah. Because so. I'm not, I'm not intimately familiar with their catalog the same way as I am with, with say, Eagles, for instance, or um, even Elton John to an extent, but um, I don't have much to say other than that's the song that comes to mind. I jotted down 14 or 15 possibilities in preparing pretty quickly. Um, you probably wouldn't have 14 or 15. I would not. I'd probably have like six. That's all right. You've put forth Who Are You? Who Are You is a a wonderful Who song that in, in some ways um, is a blueprint for what a big Who fan named Eddie Van Halen would do with some songs later. It's got sections, it's hard, then it's soft, and then it's hard again. Um, and I think it's fantastic. Ben? Yeah, I... You know, punk rock was kind of taking over London at the time, and that was his return to rock song. You know, don't forget about the Who. There's a story about him bumping into a couple of guys uh, at a London pub, and he was drunk, and he thought he was talking to Johnny Rotten, and he was telling them about this great song he had coming out. <laughs> Part of the legend of that release. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. 
you surprised me there. I did, I was expecting one of their their earlier tunes. So I think I'm gonna throw a yellow just because I want to talk a little bit more. I'm scared to say green when I have so many ideas about so many different songs <laughs> right now. Joel, yeah, um, obviously that song is one of their bigger songs and it has a lot of pop culture relevance too as it was the theme song for CSI, CSI. Mm-hmm. a lot of people know that song for that reason mm-hmm. uh, Good point. It's, they, got a, it's got pop culture relevance they, they snuck the F word on to BBC that's true and that's also uh, true. Yes, yes it's one of the number one uh, missed censorship opportunities mm-hmm. and there are still people who are familiar with the song and have never heard the f bomb, which Roger Daltrey tra- drops twice? But, you, but most people probably but don't listen to the end. As it's soon a, as you pointed, as soon as you pointed out, you could never not hear yeah, it. Yeah. But it's never in my in in my experience. I've never heard it censored. And once you know it's there, there it is. Yeah. It's wild. Um, for me, when I started making my list. Who Are You is actually the second song I wrote down. And of the 14 or 15 that I've got, it's one of three that I thought were automatic yeses. So um, I think it is a quintessential Who song. I think it's perfect. It's got it's got everything. L- listen to to what Keith Moon is playing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it is it's, it's a great, mind-blowing. It's a great showpiece for, uh, for Keith Moon. It absolutely and in is. a sense for all of them. Um, so it's a green light for me. We've got some yellows to start, so um, we won't be um, canonizing it just yet. Ben, what do you have? And to me, it's a little bit like New Cat, New Kid from the last episode. I feel like it's going to get in, but mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit more. Okay, okay. Um, I'm I'm going to hammer what I think is probably the easiest one, and that's Bob O'Reilly. Yeah, that's an instant green light. I don't, that- did it not ever chart? Uh, I don't, it was, it I don't believe it, it was, was released as a single. It wasn't released as a single. You got the book? But it's I, not I, I think yeah. it, I don't. I don't think it was ever released as a single. It was never single. released as a single, but one of their biggest songs, uh, a staple at events, uh, sporting events, things like that, you hear it all the time. It's, it, it's continued to grow to grow in it, uh, It's a song that's esteem. never going to go away. Yeah. So I, I think that's a... The quintessential that was song. that was the third song that came to mind. And, we and we did for me. We did play it on a previous episode and gave some history on it. But I yes, it was one of the ones that I it was instantaneous to yeah. me. That's going to be a green light for me. I wrote down three at first, and it was one of those three. And it's a song that's not called Teenage Wasteland. It is not. <laughs> it is not. So Jacob, are you going to green light that? I would green light that. Yes. All right, so the first one in is Baba O'Reilly from Who's Next. And it's great. <laughs> uh, okay, so that, that was an easy one. I, I think here's another one that probably is going to make the cut. Um, it's probably one of the greatest rock songs ever. Uh, it makes a lot of, a lot of lists, uh, but also didn't ever chart. I guess it wasn't released as a single. But I'm talking about my j- 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 generation, baby. I think I think that's automatic as well. I think I know we're already up to also. we'd already be up to two, but that's the easiest one that comprises their early stuff. I mean, that's that's the song. It it has a bass solo too. Yeah, I smash green on that one. Yeah, it's got gotta be. I- <laughs> are you are you gonna pump the brakes? I'm not because. Everything considered, 
it has to be on the list. Because if we're not careful, we're going to get all of, we're going to choose all 70 songs. I, no, 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 no. Because I, I think we're definitely are, not. <laughs> I think these are the two that are, are the instant green lights. Uh, there's There might be another couple. There's, there's, that, there's that, one more that's more instant if, if even it, okay. than my generation, in my around, opinion. If it comes really? around to me, yeah. we're probably thinking of the same song. Uh, well, yeah, I'll save it for you, I, too. I will say that I know we, we laugh at the Rolling Stone list. But uh, Rolling Stone gave this the 11th greatest song of all time. It is great. It is great. 11th greatest song of all time, Rolling Stone. Yeah, gave, I can't. I generation. can't say that my generation is not. It has to be on this list because it does so encompass everything that they were. And yes, you're right. A bass solo. Yep. And you know they yeah. were the stuttering is um, making fun of the. Whichever group it was that took the amphetamines and would, you know, stutter like that. But, of course, it contains the I Hope I Die Before I Get Old line, which... Sorry about, rock, uh, sorry about your luck, Roger. They're, yeah. they're, still, they're still doing, I guess. But how rock and roll is that? Yeah, yeah that is as rock and roll a line as was ever written. So, um, I yeah, I, I can't say that it's one of my favorite Who songs, but... You can't really have a list without it being on there. I don't say there. it's one of my favorite either, but it—I mean, did, did it not put them on the map? In a lot of ways, or maybe it was can't explain. I don't know which one. Uh, well, came I can't explain was, was their first single. Okay. But I believe their first album was called "The Who Sings My Generation." Okay. <laughs> if it wasn't the first, it was the second. But in a strange twist of fate, it kind of has that raw punk sound to it it's, that would overcome the yeah. one that seen later. Yeah. And, Kind of dethrone it, them it as is. the band. When now? When is my generation? Sixty uh, five. My generation is nineteen sixty-five. That's he- that's he- that's to just off the top of my head. It's, that's really heavy. It's really one of the grand no, it is. of of, of yeah. punk, punk. It is. Yeah. 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 So it needs to be on the list. So I throw that out there. Why don't you all? Fade away. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. So <laughs> that that was the song on the Smothers Brothers hour when. Uh, when he lit his drum kit. When he blew up it? the kit. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that ends with this huge drum solo as well. Mm-hmm. And the feedback on the guitar and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got to be on there. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll save the other one um, that I think you're going to do. Um, we've got Bob O'Reilly. We've got My Generation. Oh, man. I... Uh, I'm too close to this man. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna have to say that you have to put I can see for miles on there. Weird. It, I, I mean it's their biggest hit, hit, and it is a is that sixty seven? You've got the book. Right. Um, yeah. Sixty seven. October twenty eighth, nineteen sixty seven. Okay. So it's the summer of love, and they come out with I can see for miles in a year that here were your big records from the year. Just listen to these. Ruby Tuesday, fine songs, that's not the point. It's listen to the type of songs. Penny Lane, Happy Together, Groovin', Respect, Light My Fire, All You Need Is Love, The Letter, Incense and Peppermints, Daydream Believer, and Hello Goodbye. Okay, maybe with the exception of Respect, most of those songs have a certain feel to them that would sound very 1967 to you. And imagine putting the needle on the single for I Can See for Miles the first time but, and that guitar. But it does give context to the story that Paul McCartney heard the comment about I Can See for Miles. Oh, this is, what was it? This is the heaviest song yeah. I've ever heard. 
he came up with Helter Skelter, which yes. was then Overkill in comparison. But it giving that list does, like I say, give some context as yes. to why that would be said. What a wild time to turn on your radio. That's a crazy list. Yeah, the 60s, <laughs> you know, Buskin, the... Um, Swinging through the 60s had mm-hmm. an episode about how weird the 60s was about this weird mix of novelty tunes and rock and and uh, soundtracks. soundtracks. Yeah. yeah, certainly a weird time. I just, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I sat down and listened to I Can See for Miles. Me either. But it's one of those that I just, I mean, I've heard it so many times I don't really need to listen to it. Um, is it one of my personal top five favorite Who songs? No, but I don't see how you can have the list without it. I'm giving that a yellow. I'm I'm gonna go green. I'm gonna also green light that. Interesting. Okay. All right, Jacob. Well, I think "Won't Get Fooled Again" was the second song I um, that I thought of. It, yeah, the, yeah. The, the first memory that that comes to mind related to that song is um, when the Who um, was one of the last acts to play at that concert for New York City they had in the wake of September 11. Uh, there's a there's a lot of stories from that night and how cathartic um, it was for because they had they had lots of uh, emergency personnel and people who were there and involved there in the audience and of course the mood in New York City as a whole how it was but there's so many stories about how cathartic it was once they played Bob O'Reilly and, and won't get fooled again just the outpouring of emotion you know they really uh, brought the house down and so that's. That's the first thing I think of when I think of that song, Won't Get Fooled Again, but... Just sort of a funny post note about it. It's been the anthem of both major parties in the U.S. at one time or another. Um, <laughs> Fool me once. And, and I like this. The National Review had to, had this to say. The party on the left will become the party on the right. Revolutions slide from attack into self-preservation. They begin softly like the insistent synthesizer that drives the track and then roars into the main. All power cords and bullet holes. But it always ends in a throat-ripping scream. Without exception, revolutionaries are greedy little prigs planning utopia while measuring the office drapes. <laughs> yes, and one of, if not the greatest screams ever on a rock record. And is, it was it was that moment that everybody let loose at that concert. Yeah, it 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 is incredible. Um, the only other one that comes immediately to mind is John Lennon screaming "Revolution." Yeah. yeah, I mean those are the two. Yeah. But this one is is extra level. And again, my only hesitancy with Won't Get Fooled Again, and that's not the one I thought you were going to say, actually, when you said there was another automatic. It is an automatic. My only hesitancy is that it's another song from Who's Next. And I I bristled just a little bit at picking both Baba O'Reilly and Won't Get Fooled Again, but I don't understand how you can have how you can have a list and not have won't get fooled again on it. It's kind of funny to to go along with what you said is that, you know, one of in one of the the second to last verse, it's talking about and the parting on the left is now parting on the right. Mm-hmm. It may not be political, it probably is, but just funny that you mentioned that. It absolutely is. Both Meet part- the new boss. Same yeah, as the, the old ex- boss. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is what this song okay. is all about. It's basically like doesn't matter who you vote for, it's all the same. Which is even more funny that the parties use it yeah. because of the revolutionary tone is really just like, oh, there's just more of the same. Don, do you have any thoughts on that? <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, where, where's your staircase? Donald, do you have any thoughts on that? 
you made an appearance in the first episode. I thought you might want to return. Oh, I'm sorry. Just, <laughs> it's Teflon. a wonderful song. He was it's, trying to figure out what would Don Felder have to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, who is Don? Te- Teflon, Teflon Don is not having much to say right now. Donald Trump from my brain entirely. Uh-oh. Oh, ne- Uh-oh. Never going to happen. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he'll be around. Listen, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> Did you see I, the news I'm, from Florida last week? I'm perhaps here at Mar-a-Lago. It's probably the greatest place uh, I've ever seen. I've ever been. Well, what do you think about Won't Get Fooled Again? I think it's probably the greatest Donald Trump song ever. <laughs> I think the best Won't Get Fooled Agains are made at Trump Tower. Except for that except for that Neil Young song. I love British people. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. We have, you, we have fish and chips at Trump Tower. Yeah, you think about, uh, think about this song, think about Take It Easy. Both produced by Glenn Jones. How about that? Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. So there you, you are. Go. You are so right. How's that? How's that for interesting? So, another uh, obviously, Glenn Johns is a huge, produced a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you say if you were going to green light, won't get fooled again? Oh, it's got my green light. It's got my green light as All well. All right, it's in. And before I give my release, I'll just say, "Hey, Donald, who the <laughs> are you?" <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, whoops, everybody we, knows we me. Are, <laughs> we are towing the line hardcore in this episode. <laughs> It only took us 40, 39 episodes to... See if you can come up with some kind of good uh, who drop that you can uh, do the scream from... <laughs> to, to bleep out. Okay, coming right up. And before I give my release, I'll just say, Hey, Donald, who the... <laughs> are you? So I was going to go with another song off of Who's Next, but instead I'm going to throw out my absolute favorite Who song, and that's Love, Rain, or Me. Um, Not you know, on Who's Next. I have to tell you all, I've never heard that song. That's the first I've ever heard of it. We're going to have to take a short pause while I go cry <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> so Love, Rain, or Me is the uh, final song on Quadrophenia? Mm-hmm. That just and goes to show you how, how casual it is for me, the Who. Just you, to be honest. You, you really should listen to Quadrophenia. <laughs> it might be I mean, I've probably as a vocalist. I've heard, I'm, I'm sure amazing. I've heard it before, but like... The strings, it, it was on my list of, of possibles, and it would hurt me for that not to be on there. When he belts out the refrain at the... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just it's and he, too when, good. When he's love, and then just that simple from, from Pete, do do Dude, rain or me. For for the sake of discussion, I'm gonna yellow that, just because I think there's some other ones that we need to talk about. I don't want to green light a fourth yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I but was, that's the only reason. And I, and Jacob can't really. Green I was light it. I was gonna say I, I'm gonna recuse myself. I mean, how, what I, what can I say about a song I have not heard that mm. I don't recall? I didn't expect that but would happen. Your but your point. Your point is well. High taken. point. As a vocalist, that's why it's on my potential list. I'll put it. I'm going to put it this way. Just, you know, I didn't expect this. If the three of you greenlight it, then I, I just will by default. Put it that way. Well, we're not there yet. So. I know. I'm just saying. He's abstaining from the vote. It's absurd. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the radical Jacob is always radical. Thacko. <laughs> the Thacko lights are at it again. <laughs> I know it's not me. <laughs> they say it's one of the best songs. <laughs> Is it? I don't know. Nancy Pelosi of the Democrat Party says it's one of their best songs. 
Of course, we know. But she's gone now, so good for her. We know who's next is just tool the radical left. <laughs> We're off the rails. Yeah. Not the first right. time. Do we have anything we want to want to add on top of uh, Love, Rain, or Me, or do we want to move on to another? No, you go ahead and give us a, a, the next one. Well, I'm going to get in the queue and talk about my magic bus, which probably needs to be on the list. You know, Elton John and... Eagles was difficult for me, but it, it may take years off my life to only select five it's, new songs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I mean, Magic Bus is absolutely great. It's an early song. It's, you know, the amazing thing about it is it's mostly uh, percussion and an acoustic guitar. But it rocks. It rocks hard. Until those big drums kick in at the end. You know? It's a great tune. It's probably going to get yellowed, but... uh, I'll I'll yellow Magic Bus just because I'm afraid. We've already got three. There's two more. There's one that hasn't been mentioned that's an automatic, in my opinion. Yeah. There is one that... The fifth song is going to be a struggle. Yeah, that's what's going to be hard, and I want to have the opportunity to talk about some other Soul Yellow Magic Bus, even though it is on my list of possibles. Are you not going to choose one? Oh, you... What do y'all want to... Y'all get to say if you want a green or yellow? Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah, I was green. I should have said out loud. I Yellow. Yellow like yellow that. Yeah. I'm going to red it and take it off the table. Wow. How about that? Insert Wilhelm scream Only here. because I do not think it is a top five song. So I, I don't, think, I need, of, I don't think it needs to be revisited. I kind of agree. And what does hey, it have to do hey, with Reddit? Get away from, <laughs> get away from the mic a little bit I there. was talking. Don't tell me what to do. The Radical Jacobs are always trying to move people back from the mic. <laughs> the Radical Jacobs. <laughs> oh, you mean Jacobins? Yes. There you go. Um, all right. Are you a tool of the Democrat Party? <laughs> he's a pundit. He's a tool. I hate him. He's probably the worst person who's ever lived. They say he has diabetes. Oh. oh he's that... so great. Why can't he eat sugar? He's so great. Oh, I know for a fact his pancreas doesn't work. I, I, I don't know. I, uh... <laughs> the deluge has begun. <laughs> Making up for lost so, time. So here. Magic uh, Bus is now officially off yes, the table. It's off the list by I, rule. I agree. Um, I, I, I lean towards what Ben is saying. So the, you're uh, both going to Reddit. Yeah. What does Reddit have to do with it? They, Jacob is now leaning towards a red on Magic Bus. Well, Magic I mean, Bus is awesome. Magic Bus is awesome, but I'll be honest with you. There's no discussion. But it doesn't matter. All it needs is one red. That's true. Ahem. Go ahead and give us our fourth green, shall you? Yeah. Uh, okay, Pinball Wizard. Yeah, yes, Pinball green. Wizard is a green. <laughs> pinball Wizard, I think we could... Has, we has to be there. Through. <laughs> Every, uh, can you imagine, though... I mean, they released that as a single. How, what did, how, did it, how did it do? Pinball Wizard uh, peaked at 19 and spent five weeks on the charts. It spent five weeks on the charts. Can you imagine hearing the lyrics... That deaf, dumb, and blind kid sure can't play a mean pinball. I also want to point out that Magic Bus peaked at 25 and spent an extra week on the charts in six weeks. But uh, <laughs> I love Magic Bus. But, no! But we've, got, <laughs> but we've got four here already with Pinball Wizard, Bob O'Reilly, Won't Get Fooled Again in My Generation. I think Who Are You is going to end up having to be the fifth song. But we'll see. Um, oh, any other submissions? I, I just want to say something and then automatically redlight it. 
I, I just want to mention, like, a song that I appreciate among the later Who stuff. It's just my opinion. I like Eminence Front. I think yeah. it's cool. Eminence Front is awesome. So Fantastic. that's the one that I mentioned that was post Keith Moon that might get a mention. And Eminence yes, Front's awesome. I like I Eminence, think Eminence Front. Front's great. But it's a put on. It's put yes. on. And uh, when I hear Eminence Front, I'm, I always remember going to see the Mavericks when I was a kid because that was the, the instrumental yeah. version yeah. of Eminence Front was the the uh, the opening lineups song for the Mavericks. Yeah, I can't and I can't even I hear it that. at this point without yeah. thinking of from Germany. Yeah. <laughs> That was only like 15 years ago. That couldn't have been when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I was in my 30s. <laughs> so yeah, I, it's yeah. it's not Eminence something that it doesn't. It's this is that's a fringe at best. So that's why I'm not really going to say anything. I think we have the answer. The answer's at the end. It's right here. Uh, another song. I, I think. Do you have any you want to mention? I'll let you. Go. Well, I was going to put behind blue eyes. Behind, behind blue eyes was but on my other who's list. next. Uh, and while we're on who's next, bargain. Yeah, bargain is, bargain is fantastic. A song that we haven't mentioned that needs to at least be mentioned, I probably won't make the list, is The Seeker. The Seeker is on yeah. my list. Uh, oh my gosh, wait a second. Wait and a second. Wait a, that, that, is, that is something we need to consider though, isn't it? It's fantastic. It is fantastic. a fantastic that, song. That, for some reason, didn't even enter my mind. Uh, Substitute should be mentioned. Mm-hmm. That's a great early one. You know, um, what, you know what funny song that I really like? That also charted, it looks like here, for, for nine weeks and peaked at 14. What's Squeezebox? Is Squeezebox. Yes. Squeezebox from the Who by Numbers. Do we have no stands for Boris the Spider? <laughs> Boris the Spider. Hey. Boris the Spider. Speaking of novelty records. Creepy, yeah. crawly, creepy, crawly. Creepy, creepy, crawly, crawly, creepy, creepy, crawly, crawly, creepy. Creepy, crawly. Boris is probably the most fantastic spider I've ever seen. He creeps, he crawls, it's fantastic. It's amazing. I've seen... I've, I I would hire him. <laughs> Boris is a, a phenomenal spider. Right? Probably the best song about a spider ever. Maybe maybe in the history but of music. What, what about the itsy bitsy spider? <laughs> oh, don't talk to me about the itsy bitsy. I don't like it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get some unsubs after this. Boris the spider is the best that I can tell you. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, I would also be remiss not to mention uh, the real me, which we've played before yeah, and is fun. great. It's not top five probably, but it's one of my favorites. Did we say join together? So, no. But that's more than that, talk. Yeah, I'm not I mean, going to make the list. It's not going to make the list, no, but that's a good not, one to mention. Worth mentioning. Um, so what are our table yellows? Um, the the only real serious one I think is Who Are You. We've had others mentioned, but that haven't gotten full support. So I'm just going to go ahead and put Who Are You back out there and say, is that the one that we want a green light to I make think it's, to the song? It's either I think that's a bigger song than The Seeker, but I think it's going to be between that and The Seeker. Yeah, I think you The know, Seeker adds something we don't really that's, have. Is that's, a, have a stripped down rock song? That's really Do tough. Do we have a stripped down rock song on there? This is really tough because I didn't even consider The Seeker, but I think I think it's hard. It's going to be hard to decide because I think I think who are who are you is a bigger song. Than it a is, it is, and look, for that but, reason, it has. Yeah, but we have nothing but big songs. But if well, we're talking about the, the five essential songs, <laughs> you would want someone to hear "Who Are You." Yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, would. you're right. You're right. Okay, is that it? Yeah, I, I think uh, that's reasonable. Okay, so we've greenlit it. So your five critical listens for the Who in chronological order are "My Generation." Pinball Wizard, Baba O'Reilly, Won't Get Fooled Again, and Who Are You? Hmm. 
Um, <clears throat> you know, when you get these lists done, you, you're not necessarily having any surprises. You know, it's going to be greatest hit type stuff. This is not the kind of discussion that gets you a deep cut or something like that. But it does give us lots of interesting conversations and consideration for the value of these songs. And I, I think that's a, as, as strong a list as, as, as we could have made. And it, it so happens that the first four songs I wrote down um, are, all, are all on there. So I think we're all thinking the same way. Um, it's, it's hard for me not to have The Seeker or Bargain or Love Rain or Me on there, which is one that's going to be right outside that. But the only homework we have for this episode is that Jacob needs to go and listen to Quadrophenia because especially Love Rain or Me, because I agree with Ben, it might be Roger Daltrey's greatest vocal performance, and it's really great. So that's The Who. Wow. Did you did you read off the whole list? Yeah. Okay, good. It was a wonderful list. Probably the best list anyone's ever made in the history of lists. I certainly think so. I mean, we didn't really pull any punches, though. I mean, honestly, it was... With the, it, besides The Seeker, for me, it was pretty simple. Because that's the who. It, for me, being a meat and potatoes, like, high points, honestly, who person, that was it for me. Shout out to The Who for releasing a greatest hits album called Meaty, Beaty, Big and Bouncy. <laughs> <laughs> So, we come around to me, and I I hope that this is as interesting as the first three. We'll see. But it's a band that I have enjoyed for a long time. They have sold 75 million records. And it happens to include, if I had to choose a top three favorite bass players, pers- favorite, favorite bass players and favorite drummers, then we've got two of the three right here. This is a power trio that you all know, hopefully, called The Police. I was really hoping that would be your choice because we've not talked nearly... You've talked about Sting, but we've not talked nearly enough about the police. I can go all day about Sting. You know, as a solo artist, is one of my, he has a top 16 album. An album of his is a top 16, 10 Summoner's Tales. 10 Danny, Andy Summer's Tales? Yes. But 10 I, Gordon Summoner's Tales? Yes, exactly. 10 Summoner's Tales. Not even his mother calls him Gordon. Sting, I'm, we're talking about. He was born Gordon Sumner. And he's from Newcastle in the northwest of England. And he exchanged phone numbers one day in 1976 with Stuart Copeland, an American, a British-born American drummer. And as I have said, for me, top three drummers, my favorite, Stuart Copeland, John Paul Jones, and Ringo Starr. But Stuart Copeland is incredible. Sting is incredible as a songwriter and as a bass player. And then also you have Andy Summers, who was a bit of a veteran at the time. He's like 10 years older than he's them. He's quite a few, nearly 10 years older yeah. than them, I believe. And he'd been on the scene in the 60s. He'd been around. But there they went on to have success in the late 70s and early 80s. But then they, um, <clears throat> they, uh, they burned out eventually because they just didn't get along. I mean, that's kind of long and short of it. Because Sting is insufferable? Yes. It does yes, it does seem that way. Mm-hmm. And then they reunited for a tour that Josh got to go and see them. With Ben. Were you there as well? Mm-hmm. That is that is so cool. I would just love to see them if, if they ever toured again. No words for how cool it was. Yes. Yeah. I've said it before on the on the show. I I went because I was coming up and been up there to Dallas and Ben said, Hey, you wanna go? I got tickets, you wanna go see the police? And I thought, Yeah, sure, why not? It's something to do. 
and I wasn't even a fan. When I left, I was a fan. Yeah. One of the best shows I've been to. Yes, period. I love their 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 whole thing. The the reggae feel, the Regatta the, de Blanc. The bass yeah. Uh the bass lines that Sting comes up with and he sings at the same time. Uh Stuart Copeland is is a robot, and I mean that in the best way. Yes. As opposed to uh Don Henley. But he is He's not a robot, robot in the worst way. Yes. <laughs> He's robotic. And if you ever see He's robotic in the sense of being tireless. And if you ever see videos of Stuart Copeland, he's not dressed up like a rock star. He's dressed up like an athlete. Yes, he, he looks up, like he's going to aerobics. Yes. He's got his headband on, he's got his he's got wristbands on, and he's he's just a he's a clock. I mean, he is incredible. Incredible. I can't say enough about Stuart Copeland, especially. Welcome to the stage, Stuart the Clock Copeland. <laughs> he is a clock. I wish I could have said something better than that. Put that on a shirt. But, um, he, he is a clock. He he's a, a clock. clock. Just like that Wilco song, She's a Jar. But anyway. <laughs> She's a jar, he's a clock. No, I recall when, when I got the tickets, I was actually going to sell them and they added a second show. And... So I called you and I said, I, I got these tickets. Let's, uh, you know, it's it's the police... We're not going to have a bad time. But neither one of us were huge fans. And I think I literally and, said, yeah, Sting's a personality I could check off a list. Yeah. yeah. And the first song was Message in a Bottle. Yes, it was. And my heart was beating out of its chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was ecstatic. And I was so eager to see the rest of the show. And like you said, I left a fan and I've been a fan ever since. With nothing but respect for them. And I've explored their catalog and I love them. Great. I don't really know how I got on to him, but I did. And I, we haven't talked enough about him, really. Have you, have you listened to Sting and Shaggy? Yes. That's that? a weird it's album, of course. Very funny. <laughs> I'm a Jamaican in New York. Oh, yes. We talked about that song <laughs> one time. I don't know. Time. I think we did. I, what, can't I don't remember. remember what the episode was, but we talked about that song one time. So but, your homework is Quadrophenia minus Shaggy and Sting. Yeah, that was from <laughs> the 2010s. A, uh, are you for familiar with the tiny desk in yeah, oh yeah. Oh they, yeah they do oh a yeah. tiny desk they, yeah sting and shaggy have a tiny desk and wasn't me I, I highly recommend yeah <laughs> yeah speaking you saw the marks <laughs> speaking of monthly listeners they have nearly 20 well they have 19 million the police do mm-hmm. oh, i guess they stay in shaggy and i was like what <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah that yeah uh, maybe 1900 monthly listeners for sting and shaggy <laughs> But uh, That's, they're entertaining if you if you haven't heard Sting and Shaggy together. I'll Shaggy, check that out. Yeah, it's worth worth a, a listen. Mess around and listen to that. But so I mean, we'll see how it goes. For me, I guess Josh kind of demurred as far as offering something at the beginning for his selection. But you feel free. We've done it both ways. I'm gonna go ahead and and say Roxanne. That's uh, probably the first song I remember hearing of theirs, and um, you know, that was from 19 uh, excuse me 1976, I believe, or seven. But uh, it didn't chart, and then people started didn't buying. Chart? Well, so they re-released it. So the first time they, they it, the first time they released it, it didn't chart. But okay. then, then it started to get airplay, um, and they the singles started selling out at their shows. I understand, and then they re-released it um, a year later, I think, and uh, it only peaked at thirty-two. It was in their, the U.S. of their songs that charted. <laughs> it was their worst performing yes. charted song. For that reason, I'm going to yellow light Roxanne. Wow. wow. Interesting. See, and you know what? Now that I think about it, it was it was Rock Band or Guitar Hero where I first heard that song because Roxanne was on there. It's a straight green for me. You know, they, they wanted to be a punk band. And 
that's a punk song. It rocks. It does rock. You also cool. have Sting playing bass. Also, he plays butt piano. I can't. That's something see. to. Butt <laughs> that's right, butt piano. Yeah. I can't. I can't make a top five police list without that song. Okay. I could be persuaded. I want to do some more discussion. Uh, it's green for me. Okay, so I'm the only yellow one, Roxanne. I, I could be <laughs> persuaded. I think that's one that we're eventually we probably okay. going to agree. Speaking but. of the second mention of prostitutes in this episode, I mean that's what the song was about, and the red light districts around the seedy hotel in Paris they were staying at at the time. As a side note, if you want to laugh hilariously, go to YouTube and search for Roxanne, but it speeds up every time he says <laughs> oh Roxanne. Oh my gosh. Because it's one of the oh, funniest yeah, things I've is, ever heard. <laughs> I haven't thought of that in years. Good lord. Songs about prostitutes brought to you by someone else's favorite song. <laughs> now welcome to the stage. Waco Joel. I love Waco Joel. He's the best Joel. Trump Tower has the best Waco Joels perhaps ever. And and now for a police song that can't be impeached, and that is Every Breath You Take. We can just go around the table with greens and move on. Is this? Oh, the, I'm afraid not. <laughs> I, I'm going to red light every breath you take. What? Wow. You? How can you red light I, their biggest hit? I salute you. I was not going to do that, but you, I salute you for that. I don't want it on the list. And I because it annoys me that people don't know what the song is about. Yeah, but that's their no, problem. But also, it's not. You red lighted the Eagles' biggest hit. Don't forget that. Yes, but they had other... Well, okay, I can't argue with that. <laughs> I'm going to red light every breath you take because I think we, we can do the police better than every breath you take. So... Then their most you're brave. essential song. <laughs> now, listen. I'm great. listen. No, you're, you're brave, but Jacob I, I agree the, with you. Look, and Jacob picked this band, and he's agreeing with me on that. And I have Here, to say... Here's one thing I'll say. When you think about the breadth of their work, it's not really that representative. No, it is not. Okay, it's not Regatta de Blanc. Okay, it just isn't. It isn't. I now, mean, I would have put it on there. Now, it, it, it's green for 20, me. 20 we'll, million monthly listeners. We'll and, leave uh, off the song that won Song of the Year at the 1984 Grammys and was their number one hit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move forward. That's so, the power of the veto. Against the rules. I haven't used my the, veto. And... Uh, Oh, so you've used your pocket veto? I've used... Listen, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to sign it. I Yes, it is their biggest hit. Obviously, it's not even close. It's but, their biggest hit, for I mean, because sure. they have 20... They have, let's just round up, 20 million monthly listeners, and a lot of that's got to be buoyed by the 1.3 billion streams that that song Here's has. Here's what I'm thinking. Personally, I've never liked it. And, I, of course, that's besides the point, but... Of any person who exists on the planet that has not heard every breath you take, I don't think there's any situation conceivable <laughs> where someone will say, "I don't know the police," and we will need to put every breath you take on there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna veto it because it's too big, and it's not representative of the sound. That's the reason I red lit it. Hate me if you. I I applaud you. I applaud you. But Jacob, the person who picked the police, is applauding me, so I feel comfortable. I, I was I was going to yellow it, and then if I had to, I was going to red light it. But you just came out of the gate. I appreciate it. All right, Props. it was a, it was a gutsy play, but uh, those are my that's my reasoning. It is their biggest song, and uh, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see so if it, it pays can, off. So it can be impeached. <laughs> yeah, said, this is a song that cannot be impeached, and I said, "Listen, <laughs> we thought I couldn't be impeached. I can." It's soaking that song. It's an absolute witch hunt. <laughs> 
yeah, sorry. I hated to do it, but I had to do it. <sighs> All right. Uh, um, I will give a song that I think is representative of their sound. It's probably going to get yelled because there are bigger songs, but I think it's a work of genius from Sting with his lyrics. I think the music is phenomenal. I love everything about it. Synchronicity 2, I love it. I think we need to be considered. Green light. If I can, their last if I can red light every breath you take to get Synchronicity 2 on the list, I will have done a service to the listeners. Did that emerge from a dark Scottish lock? <laughs> yeah, it did emerge from a dark Scottish lock. The listen, the whole the whole thing around it, 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 it is the genius of staying. Is, it really is. is absolutely genius. I I honestly I think it's their their best work because you know their best work. I think is a genius song. I think musically, I mean, come on. I but think it's a, a piece. It's of it's work. Sting coming out because. Really, Sting before the Police, he was playing at a fusion fusion jazz. I mean, he was a jazz. I, I like Synchronicity too. That's a good song. And so, yeah, he wanted they wanted to do the punk rock thing and all that, but gradually, we're leaning towards this sort of fusiony thing, even as it is on Synchronicity, where eventually it comes out full force in some of his solo stuff. Um, I, I can't. Are, are you? Are I you, can't green light that right now. I'm are you, yellow, are but you I'm not going to red light with, it. Are you familiar with with uh, the the some of the things behind Synchronicity too? At one ideas? time, I was. Rick Beato has a lot of good things it's, it's to say not, about that too. I like it. It's not one of the ones that I go to regularly, but the three situations that he paints. So Carl Jung has that Synchronicity is Carl Jung's yes, yes. theory. It's about all about ca- like casual connection between multiple things and he gives these situations and leaves it to be connected i think it's Mm -hmm. just absolutely a genius song i i mean i can't speak highly enough about it uh it's i love it so i didn't think it was going to get instantly greenlit in but like i said if i can highlight every breath you take to get synchronicity to at number five, I'll, I will have done a service. I I'm enthusiastic, but I actually I think I'm gonna I'm gonna retract my green. I'm gonna make it a yellow. Uh, I expected yellow, but I'm enthusiastic about your about your response, about your choice. I love the tune. Is it in their essential five? Probably not. I mean, yeah, it, but <laughs> since the person who just put it up, I probably not. Yes, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. Well, but but, but you listen, but you I, need. Re- it. I said probably not because I vetoed something to try to make room for it. <laughs> so we'll need to make more room, but only yeah. a little bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, All right. Y'all, it's it's table. It, did, it, it right. chart. It, did, it charted. It, it peaked at sixteen and spent nine weeks on the chart. It did have chart success. So. More than more than Roxanne, we might add. Yeah, it did. Anyway, we have no green so far. Uh, no, not so far. Um, um, I'm gonna. There's like three that are my favorites that maybe we'll get one of. So I'm just going to throw one of the ones that I think might be able to be greenlit, and. Um, I'm going to do Can't Stand Losing You. I can't stand losing so, you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to red light that. Oh! This is brutal! <laughs> You're going to red light Can't Stand Losing You? Yeah, the reason why is because it sounds too much like Roxanne. Think about it. 
It's reggae and punk. Yeah, I can see that. It's too it's much. Fun. It's too much like Roxanne. Roxanne needs to be the one of those two. Boy, this is wow. <laughs> Here's on a side note. It was kept off the top spot by the Boomtown Rats. I don't like Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> so it was the number two. Yes. Can't say lose you went to number two. And how many yeah. weeks was it on the chart? This is it went to ten. Ten. And. Wait, oh, no, that's no, probably no. in the UK then. Oh, never mind. It's, it didn't chart in the U- US at all. That would that would have been on the UK charts. Oh, I did. I picked something that didn't chart at all. Didn't chart at all. Well, it's been red lit, so I'll just mark that out. I mean, I love. I really do love the song. I do. You don't. Have, you don't have to say anything else. You're the one who red lit it. Well, but I I, I feel like there's some explanation. I don't, I don't want Sting to think that I don't like his music. If Sting, <laughs> if Sting is less okay. <laughs> Listen, you have a lot less explanation for for red lighting. Hey, Gordon. You have a lot less explanation to make than I did for 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 red lighting. I'm just saying it's it, it it is very very similar to Roxanne. That's why I said red light. Right. That's all. All right, what you got? So let's let's go over to Jacob as we walk in fields of red. <laughs> yes, it is fields of red, isn't it? In Flanders fields. Who who uh, would have thought this would have been the most contentious of all of these? Have, I guess we have had no wrong. I guess we do have more vetoes than we've had before, hadn't yeah. we? Yeah. Every little thing she does is magic. Yeah. 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 That's a green for me. Our, our, who would have thought the first? The first <laughs> <laughs> That's a green for me. It's a great song. It's uh, number three in the United States. I think that is their second biggest charting hit. Oh, actually, it ties with King of Pain, LOL. But... What do you mean, LOL? Uh, it's not particularly fan of that song. <laughs> oh my goodness. I almost picked King of Pain the first time. King of Pain is awesome. It's my favorite police it song. Is, it is. <laughs> it is not, okay, there's a generational issue here. That is all I can figure because King of Pain is great. I like King of Pain. I would agree with King okay, of Pain. Okay, so we're going to finish with our three essential police songs. <laughs> I'll be happy if we could get one because every little thing she does with ma- is magic is not that great. Well, it's okay. Ghost in the Machine a was a song. pretty heavy album, and it's it's a pretty light song to be on that album and be the one that we chose. Again, Rick Beato has a lot of great things to say about this song. It's a yeah. good song. It's a good song. There's a lot. It's not great. There's a Don't lot going on. It. It's yellow. You're you're oh, just you're just salty. It's yellow. He's salty. Wow. I'm not I'm not jumping right on that. If we are not going to greenlight rocks in. And can't stand losing you. I'm not going to green light freaking every little thing she does is magic. I did so, not. I did not think in in my heart of hearts this would be the most contentious. Now, the table's getting full, so I guess I'll throw message in a bottle out there. Oh, it's terrible. Get rid of it. It's perhaps the worst message ever put in a bottle. <laughs> Lose it. I heard they were stuffing ballots with the same message. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm regretting my pledge that this should be an almost completely live episode. (laughs) All right, message in a bottle has been thrown out there. I'm going to green light message in a bottle for sure. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, green light. Green light. (laughs) So we finally got. One after going around twice. Is that what I'm hearing? That's, yeah, that's it. Perhaps I have to have it a bit. All right. I guess I'll throw out Don't Stand So Close to Me. Uh, green. 
I think that probably gets the green. Road. Green. All right. <laughs> See, look, now we're making no progress. Discussion. We did nothing. Got to get the ball re- moving. Yeah. <laughs> we got to knock the knock the lid off the rim here and <laughs> get some easy ones through. Well, Jacob has just. I just don't know how to feel since I know he's not going to immediately green light King of Pain when I thought King of Pain was was right there. Um, so. I'll go with another one of my favorites, which is wrapped around your finger. That was going to be what I was going to say next. Green. My second favorite song by the police will get my green. Oh, green as well. All right. Beauty. Now we're moving. So we're, we're up moving. to three. Okay. Wow. So when we saw them wrapped around uh, your finger. It's always sweet. this huge percussion interlude. Yeah. yeah the, he has this huge yeah. setup. Like if mm-hmm. go on YouTube. And, it was and really cool. Wrapped around your finger live, and it's just an amazing thing that Stuart Copeland does. And more of your kind of literary references from Sting, and you consider me the Scylla and Charybdis. Or no, you consider me the Young Apprentice caught between the Scylla and Charybdis. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mephistopheles is not your name. I know what you're after just the same. But it's beautiful, um, and it's a little highbrow, and that's what Sting does. <laughs> And I really, really like it. So we have three now. We do. We have Message in a Bottle, Don't Stand So Close to Me, Wrapped Around Your Finger, and Can't Stand Losing You. <laughs> Afraid not. Okay. <laughs> do we have a, a limited red lights? We've, we have not given any uh Okay. We haven't needed them until now. Okay. All right. So after Wrapped Around Your Finger, we got three in a row here. So... Another particular favorite of mine, but it's a heavy, heavy regatta de Blanc situation. Um, for me, um, Hole in My Life, I think it is. it brings another reggae feel, but it's not exactly the same as Roxanne. It's admittedly not. It's an album cut, I believe. It wasn't released as a single. Uh, so maybe, uh, maybe slightly unfamiliar. I have no idea. Doesn't fit the bill for this project, Red Light. Yeah, uh, that's my that's my retribution. No, no it's not. I, I don't. I don't know that I could tell you if I have ever heard this song. Well, okay, fair enough. I mean, if you haven't heard, it, you haven't heard it. I can't place it at the moment either, so it can't be essential. If I don't know it, it can't possibly well, be essential. <laughs> I think I'm familiar. I'm familiar with most of their catalog. That's my homework. What What say you then? Uh, he said he can't well, it doesn't it. matter if he no. says red. No, no, he's. I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, pass, oh, I'm passing it to you. Yeah, what song do you have? Oh, um, I'm gonna put forward "So Lonely." So it's the same chord structure as "No Woman No Cry." It's it's sort of his his reggae um, piece that it it contrasts that song a little bit because it's also a song about misery, but. It's it's sung with an element of joy. <laughs> it's the it's the opposite sound of the song with the same content. And rocks live. Mm-hmm. I always enjoy the singing. Screaming. Salami, salami. <laughs> I, I think, think Weird Al missed that one. That one yes. <laughs> I mean, he got a lot, a lot of lasagna, but he missed salami. <laughs> I think we're gonna have to have some discussion later on. Uh-huh. I'm gonna yellow this one for now. Uh-huh. Uh, I love So Lonely. It's one of my favorite songs by the police. Uh, but we're we're up to three now, aren't we? Yeah, we do have three. Uh, the so we're, the we're last two are, are going to be tough. 
so well, I'm going to yell it for that reason. Just I think we're going to need more discussion. I think we have a couple of others we need to consider too. Right? Can so. I can I preemptively red light something? What? Well, can I preemptively red light the do 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 da da da? da? <laughs> <laughs> just can we just get yeah, that we can completely also, off the we, table? We can I also, highly doubt anybody was going to recommend I mean, that it, one. It had relatively high chart success. That's can, all you wanted to say to us. <clears throat> yeah, that's all I wanted to say. We to can you. also preemptively red light "Born in the '50s." I think that's a throwaway song. And I am yellow lighting, uh, so lonely. I do believe that it is also highly reminiscent of Roxanne, but I am more partial to it than uh, Can't Stand Losing You, so I'm not going to give it the red light automatically. That would be mean. Okay. All right, so which one do you want to put out there, Joel? Uh, I guess I'll throw out Spirits in the Material World. Uh, I, I don't think that it deserves to be on the list more than some of the songs we've already said. I, I think I, someone I, needs to put King of Pain in for discussion. I, I, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I would rather have Synchronicity too than... Yeah, I would too. But I'm going to throw it out there just because it's my let's, turn. Let's, let's, let's jettison spirits in okay. the material world. No, I'm, I don't I'm think cool. it's that I'm great. I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm going to put out Walking on the Moon because yeah. I love it. I was going to mention that one too. For the consideration. Yeah. yeah. And we're going to put King of Pain on there to vote on, <laughs> even though Jacob's not going to do it because I think King of Pain is great. I like King of Pain. <laughs> is there so anything else that needs moon, to go we, on the list? We want to go around for walking. What, what on the about moon? Behind My Camel? Behind a Camel? Behind My Camel. Oh, y'all have never heard that one either. That's fun. That's a. That's a in this we're, we're not doing Deeper Sting. I was. That's not Sting, actually. That's a. That's a Andy Summers and Stuart Copeland, I believe. Deeper Police. <laughs> so what, what it was, it was just have? a joke. Okay, our greens are, is message in a bottle, don't stand so close to me, and wrapped around your finger. Um, the ones that we have that have that no one has red lit. Did you red lit? Red lit. Did you red light King of Pain? No, I'm just saying, like, you know. Okay, so the ones that we did not that we did not red light are Roxanne, Synchronicity Two, Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic, So Lonely, Walking on the Moon, and King of Pain. This is tough. We have so many choices with only two left. But I just, I can't believe we're not giving the fourth selection to Roxanne. I mean, I really can't. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to do a little exercise here. Okay. Okay. Here are the, here, here, here they are again. Uh, Roxanne, Synchronicity 2. Every little thing she does is magic. So lonely. Walking on the moon. King of pain. Everybody write down independently the two that you pick. Okay, I mean, I've got mine too. We have to write it. Well, no, not literally, but. Do we get to put some some random police interlude music here? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) You remember. Have you seen the Family Guy skit that they do a cutaway where it's like they say something to the effect of it's like staying you only can he understand the last two words he says and he just babbles and then everybody is gold and we die the fields of gold. It's pretty funny. A lot of pop okay. culture. Okay. Everybody got their two? Yes. Alright. Jacob, since this is your band, which two did you write down? Uh, Roxanne Walking on the Moon. Roxanne, every little thing she does is magic. 
Roxanne and synchronicity too. Roxanne and every little thing she does is magic. So we've all got Roxanne. So Roxanne goes. Interesting. Roxanne goes. And no one had so lonely, so it needs to be marked off. And yes, we did not get so lonely. We did not get King of Pain. Um, so that leaves us with synchronicity to every little thing she does is magic and walking on the moon. Now I like walking on the moon better than every little thing she does is magic, but I think I thought every little thing she does is magic is probably a bigger song. That's why I picked it. For me, it's between every little thing she does is magic and walking on the moon. But as cool as synchronicity too is, I don't think we can include it in the top it's, five. It's really that's it, a bummer, especially in in this situation. I would consider it fringe. I think it's a genius song. I think it showcases Sting very well. The way that he writes music, I think it. I think it's a a great song to to show someone who wants to hear what the police are all about. But so, on the other I hand, I'm disappointed, but understand uh, the reasoning. But on the other hand, you I could, like how you're going to the mat for it, though, because you make a good point. I like that. Well, yeah. but on the opposite side, you could say, if I am wanting to advocate for the police, as <laughs> listen. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I'm stopping this. I'm stopping this right here. I'm stopping this one. I'm gonna stop that right here. I'm just gonna go on and say that if we're wanting to advocate for the band and say, look, here's five songs that. I want you to listen to. Well, synchronicity too is also a hard listen. It might it but might a turn lot of one their off. Catalog is, is kind hard. Of yeah, like that. I mean that's that's true. But, you but look, need a but, little taste. But look, it's still accessible. It charted very successfully. But look at look at what we have on the paper here. Read it again. Read it again. The ones that were that are in. Yeah. Roxanne, message in a bottle. Don't stand so close to me and wrap around the finger. Aren't we happy that Everything, we're having this conversation and it's not. Every breath you take. <laughs> yes. Well, we shouldn't be having that because it would have been greenlit as the first song off the board. <laughs> no, I'm I'm very thankful I, that you. You know what? I'm kind of coming around. Do on you it hear what I'm saying? I, I mean, I am kind of like I said. It's not really that. We representative. wouldn't even be having this conversation <laughs> if I, if we hadn't read read but, it. Every breath you but, take. But 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 of the four that we have, the most obscure of those is is um, wrapped around your finger. In my opinion. Uh, of, of those, yeah. I I do. I mean. I was enthusiastic when you picked Synchronicity 2, and I love the song. But I think we need every little thing she does. I second that. I think if you're I, I, it really is. It's a hard listen. And it's all over pop culture, too. It's a song that yeah. people that don't know it's the police, they still know the song. I like it fine. Um, I just like Walking on the Moon better, but I think it's the better choice. That's why I selected it. I mean, I'll yield to that. I, I understand... Is that a green light? All green light. Yay! Yay! I I am going down swinging for Synchronicity 2 because I think it is a quintessential police song. It charted. It's popular. It is a harder listen. It gives you a little taste of what Sting can do with with the modal interchange type chord structures and complicated lyrics and and, uh, very meta type uh, lyrical content. So I I am going down swinging for Synchronicity 2, but I, I I can... I understand why we included every breath you take. You mean you mean included every breath you take? Can you change the top five? Uh, you oh, mean, sorry. You mean uh, every, every little, little thing. thing she does? I apologize. I. <laughs> can we? Uh, I was a slip. He's acquiesced. He's acquiesced. Yeah. No, no. It comes out. So we have uh, by the police, Roxanne. Every little thing she does is magic. Message in a bottle. Don't stand so close to me and wrapped around your finger. That's amazing. I, 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 I think very that's very good. I think that's we pretty get, good. We get we get four 
crowd pleasers, hits, people that can sing along and jam to, and then wrap around your fingers. One that gives you a little gives you a little taste of something different. Mm-hmm. Very fine. Okay, so that uh, brings us all the way around the table. Two parts. We got the quintessential or essential listens for Elton John. For who did you Eagles? Oh, Eagles. <laughs> and for police and for who did I do? The who. Oh yes, that's right. Just who? kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> the who. So what does that bring our time up to, Jacob? Uh let's see. Um roughly an hour and ten minutes. Okay, not too bad. But we need some bonus content. So I'm going to spring something on y'all, something none of us, someone no one has talked about as we brainstormed ideas for what artists we were going to pick. And we're now going to do bonus content. And the bonus content artist is going to be the essential Billy Joel. Oh, this will be fun. So, Jacob, you start because you're a big Billy Joel fan. Is this like a lightning round type of thing? Same thing we've been doing off the top of our heads. Okay, well, I I appreciate this. Yeah, Yeah, we get another piano man in this, and yes, I have... Okay, piano man. Well, okay, but we do get another piano man on this, in this episode arc. And somebody that I've always been outspoken about and appreciating. And even in my opinion, I appreciate, just my personal opinion, I appreciate Billy Joel more than Elton John. That's just me. You're more to your tastes. Yes. Billy Joel knew when to stop. He I did. That and, about and him. that's something. <laughs> we, oh, is that what you appreciate about me? <laughs> yes, yes. We have mentioned that more than once is that he, he did know when to stop. And that is so appreciated. And in contrast to, to uh, Sir Reginald. And big. Big monster shout out to The Stranger. Oh, yeah. Because it is such a great album. It is. So, if we're doing this. Yeah, we do it. Let's go. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. Not the biggest song, but my personal favorite Billy Joel song. Yeah, I don't need to discuss it. That's in my top five, and I think that's in the top five essential songs. It's in the top five for Billy Joel, too. He'll openly say it. It's one of his favorite songs that he's ever done. I'm going to green light it. Green light. Yeah, not the biggest song, but I think it needs to be on the list. Huh? How many monthly listeners does he have? Um, let's see, I will, I will Eight, t- 18.1 million. So he has a lot. That's pretty good. I mean, that's... Does anyone, while we're doing this off the cuff, does anyone want to take a stab at what their most streamed song might be, according to Spotify right here? Billy on the Joel? Top? Yeah. Man. I would guess Piano Man. And then second to that? Um, Just the Way You Are? Uptown Girl? Uptown Girl. Oh. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of close. 650 million Piano Man, and, and uh, number two is Uptown Girl with... With nearly 600. That's and interesting. I won't be saying Uptown Girl, but I will just, I'll just try to make this easy and say Piano Man. Yeah, that's that's his essential song. He is yeah. the Piano Man. Yeah. yeah. Gonna green light that through. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's pretty played out for me, but it it's an automatic out. green light. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I agree, but it's, no, I mean, he is the Piano Man, so it's just like, yeah. you know. I'll, I'll give another one if we're just going to roll right through this that I think is an instant green light and is my second favorite, close second to uh, scenes is Vienna. Uh, needs to be on the list. I'm going to yellow light that. Yeah, I'm, I'm yellow on Vienna. I like it. I, I like that song a lot. Billy Joel says Vienna is perhaps the best song he ever wrote. I'm not disagreeing with that. Yeah, but he's not making this list. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he to say? It's also very highly played on Spotify. One of his uh, the top five streamed on Spotify for for Vienna. I don't know the chart how it charted because I mean we're we're into this cold here, but uh, 
Well, we can take a second and look if we need to. Uh, Vienna doesn't appear to have been released as a single. Mm, interesting. It is highly, highly played on Spotify. I do love that tune. No, I do too. If we're talking I about, too. I mean, considering it wasn't released as a single, uh, I don't know that we can judge it on that merit, but we can, however, judge it that it has remained popular to this day. Uh, I think it needs to be on the list, but uh, that's obviously I picked it. But And another song that comes to mind is uh, The Longest Time. I mean, think about that. He recorded the whole thing all by himself. It's a good song. All, yeah. all the word, you know, all the the vocals, everything. Y- yes, but it it's probably from that album. It's probably behind Uptown Girl or and Tell Man. Her About It. Innocent Man, and maybe also. Innocent Man. So it would be hard to do, but it's not your time. Sorry. Yeah, those songs do split some votes. They're going to split some votes. Oh, Lord. Um, I, I think... <laughs> the closest the closest thing I can I can do to maybe another quick green light mm-hmm. is it's still rock and roll to me because that was a number one hit. Um, while not one of my yeah. personal favorites, I think it needs to be on the list. I'm heavily leaning towards green, but I'm going to yell at that one as well. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a green in. I think I'm right with you on this. It's it's a skip for me, but mm-hmm. it's also I, I do think it's one of his essential five. It's, it's fine. We mentioned the American Idol game. It's still rock and roll. Me was also on that. Yeah, you're right. Game. You're right. <laughs> so that's there you go. Okay, Jacob. We got two scenes and Piano Man. Hmm. I I wish to be skipped at this time. Okay, Ben. I'm gonna say my life. Mm. Off of 52nd Street, got up to number three in the U.S., uh, and it features one Peter Cetera. I'm going to green light my life. Yeah, me too. It's got to be on there. Green light. Yeah, okay. So that's unanimous. Uh, Joel? No one's favorite huge song probably needs to be on a list of five is just the way you are. Red light. All right. Okay, they took care of that. I don't don't care for the lyrics. I I don't know. Even Alyssa. I, it's look the song's I lyrics hilarious. are weird. I, I don't need hilarious. someone who can talk clever. It's, just, no, it's, I don't need that. <laughs> there's some beauty in that. No, red light automatically. Well, that's fine. I, I like just the way you are. I think the electric piano work is great on on just the way you are. And obviously, got a great saxophone. But all right, fair enough. Um, I'll go with only the good die young. Strong consideration, but yellow for me. Hmm. Anybody else's thoughts on that? We're at three greens. Yes. Gonna be. I'm gonna yellow. I'm gonna yellow as well. Okay. All right, Jacob. But it's a big part of the table right now. What Uh about that song about that guy Anthony who works at the grocery store? I love Anthony's song. Saving his pennies for someday. Working too hard can't get my green. Oh, Ben's got a green. Joel? I'm yellow Anthony song for now. You get a green for Josh on Anthony's song. Because potting like that will give you a heart attack. Trading in a Chevy for a Cadillac. We can have a whole stuttering song. That's the next stuttering song. I ain't seen nothing yet. My generation. Anthony's song. Oh, does Black Betty have a... Oh, Black Betty. Wham, blam, blam. Oh, Black Betty. All right, you got one? I've got one. Right. Well, I was going to put forward a song that... There's two songs I have. I don't listen to them. I don't particularly like them. But I think they're two <laughs> good songs. And the first one is We Didn't Start the Fire. 
Red. <laughs> Black ball. <laughs> I, I just... <sighs> but it's such a Billy Joel... See, it was such a big song. The way that Josh <laughs> felt about, <laughs> about the Who being... He was so close to them. He was having a hard time. I just... My personal feelings override my... My, yeah. uh... My judgment. I just don't like that song. Yeah. Trouble in the Suez. <laughs> the JFK blown away. What else do I have to say? Whoa, listen, JFK. <laughs> Not that great a president? I think if you had a verse, it'd have to include Donald Trump. I'm, I'm just saying it's uh, we've done phenomenally. <laughs> oh, but I did start the fire. <laughs> The other song I was going to say Jacob was Captain King, Jack. Benjamin, Joel is here with us again. Uh, Uncle yeah, Joel is here again. A, I think there's others besides Captain Jack. That I, I, there's, I do but Captain Jack Captain will get you high tonight. Will get you yeah, high tonight. He will get you high tonight. Um, there's two huge ones that haven't been mentioned yet. I'm going to say this is not going to make the list, but I want to say it anyway because... To me, Billy Joel is New York. Yeah, yes. And so I'm gonna say, maybe, maybe y'all do think it makes list, but I'm, I'm gonna say New York State of Mind. No, yeah. that's that's um, a, yes, that's, that's a green light. That's okay. a green for me. Because right, well, you're right, you Billy Joel is New York he, he City. He is New York City. I think that song probably, as far as painting a picture, I I don't know that I can think of a song that makes me feel like I'm in New York more more than that song. And I haven't even been to New York in my adult life. <laughs> I, I it, it, yeah, you were you a kid. There. It puts you there. I have and it does and it's green for me. It's a green for me. That's unanimous. That's four, correct? Yeah. And do we have any songs from the 80s? Um, Scenes, Piano Man, My Life, and New York State of Mind. Interesting. We didn't stop. Well, but fire. but see, but still rock and roll is from 1980. Yeah, technically part of the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> see, one that one of the ones that I was thinking about, I've said this before that Nylon Curtain, an album nobody knows from 1982, is a very favorite album of mine. You gonna vote for Root Beer Rag? Now? I think um, we probably. That's Night actually Saigon's that's earlier. Cool Good night, Saigon. We, also, Allentown is, Allentown is a well-known yeah. song of his. Good Very good. We probably need to revisit Uptown Girl as a song from the 80s to include. Or Missing One, right? I, I feel um, like we need to look in that area for that. I feel song. like I, I sat. I we need I'm to mention for Vienna, but we <laughs> mentioned you may be. We need to mention you may be right. Just to mention. Oh, you it. may be Yeah, right, and then uh, what about yeah. Miami 2017? Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> That was in that was in the middle of the night. In the, I go walking in. I go walking in. I go walking in. That's another song that brought down the house at when when Billy Joel did that. It's a the fun concert for New York, I Miami 2017. Sing Well, no, about Miami 2017 because it talks about how New York is is like all destroyed and broken apart, but then they're still there. Mm-hmm. I, the crowd loved that. I, I kind of feel like our our last selection needs to be Uptown Girl. Well, you're. If you're going to get in there to the to that uh, Innocent Man album, which was from from our youth, even though Ben's five years younger than me, I'm sure he still remembers it. That album got a lot of play in about 1984. Is that when it came out? Um, yeah, 83 or 84. Um, probably came out in 83, but I remember listening to it in 84. I'm nine years old. Played it all the time. It had, I remember riding around in the Astro van yeah, listening to that Absolutely. Tape. Tell her about it, Uptown Girl, An Innocent Man, the Longest Time, Leave a Tender Moment Alone, mm-hmm. Christy Lee, Christy Lee, Easy Money. All of, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful it's album. It's strong, strong. Uh, it celebrates old-time rock and roll. Um, 
I hate, I hate not to have Anthony's song, Only the Good Die Young. I hate not to have Vienna. I hate not to have it still rock and roll to me. Um, we haven't greenlit those, have we? Are we down to um, one? This is the word down to the Yeah, because we're down to the last one. And I think of all of those, tell, I mean, Tell Her About It was a number one hit. And um, Uptown Girl was not. But longevity of Uptown Girl surpasses. I, I, I think so. I think so too, because I think that today most well people are going to know Uptown Girl yeah. and may not know Tell Her About It. Yeah. Which is weird. I mean, Uptown yeah. Girl was number two. It's not like Isn't it was that a interesting slouch. how like charting success though doesn't necessarily say what people are going to be listening to in forty well, years. No, I mean not it, it's not even. It doesn't even have to be. Like think yeah. about Led Zeppelin, how big their songs are. They didn't have any singles. Can we celebrate the fact that Billy Joel and Christy Brinkley are still together today? <laughs> <laughs> we cannot celebrate that. Oh darn! <laughs> but, but at least, at least Donald Trump is still with Marla Maples. <laughs> I'm with Ivanka. What do you mean? <laughs> it was never no. with Marla. <laughs> well, Ivanka's his daughter, but anyway. Yes, I, we know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Billy, trust Billy me, Joel. I'm very aware of it. Okay. You know, it is. I think something that might help Billy Joel is, you know, he hadn't recorded an album of popular music, as he said, since '93 or '4. But he continued. Well, maybe he didn't tour for a while, but I think he's had a, a string of. A huge number of consecutive sold-out shows at, at Madison oh, yes. Square Garden. Oh yeah, it's a ton of them. I don't and even so, remember the number. Is he still doing it? Yes. Yes, he is. That's. I've not seen Billy Joel, but that would be. That's on my bucket list. At I'm, MSG, it has to, to be go MSG. to MSG and see him. Yeah. So would we be. we talked about going to New York. We we're going to Denver. We talked about going to New York over over that time, and Billy Joel was playing the Monday night, but the tickets were through the roof and all gone. Hmm. It was wild. Uh, when, sold, they're, when they're when they're through the out. roof and sold out, you can say, "Well, I would have gone if it wasn't sold out." You know, I'd have done it. So yeah. that makes well, thank, you feel better. Thank, thanks, Ticketmaster, for that. Huh? So I guess we're down to Vienna, still rock and roll. Only the good die young, moving out, or Uptown Girl. And I feel like it needs to be Uptown Girl. So I'm going to greenlight Uptown Girl. I think it's unfortunate because I, I love Anthony's song, I do but too. we do need something else that is different. We need something from the '80s. And it's also a nice callback to his childhood, clearly. Mm-hmm. The doo wop kind of thing, 50s thing. I'm okay with that. It's probably my 20th favorite song in his catalog, but I do think it is a five essential. We need mm-hmm. it on this yeah. list. Yeah, it's, okay. it's not my most favorite. That, that's it then, close. folks. For your bonus content, we have uh, Billy Joel, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, Piano Man, My Life, um, New York State of Mind, and Uptown Girl. That's uh, pretty solid. Very, very fine. That was a fun little bonus. And yeah. proof that you can jump out there and do it on the fly and it still work out okay. And as far as it that. goes, we began last week with the Piano Man and now we ended this week with the Piano Man as well. <laughs> very, very good. So back when we first were getting started with this episode <laughs> and we got Sir Elton and the Eagles, but then we went on to part two and we had, um, hmm. what was it? Oh, yeah, The Who. That's on my list. <laughs> Pinball Wizard, Who Are You, Baba O'Reilly, Won't Get Fooled Again in My Generation. Then we had The Police, which we fought over and had minor bloodshed. That's great content. <laughs> yeah, that was the best part. Roxanne, Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic, Message in a Bottle, Don't Stand So Close to Me, and Wrapped Around Your Finger. And then for bonus, we did a quick Billy Joel round, and I'm pretty happy with what we did on that. Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, Piano Man, My Life, New York State of Mind, and Uptown Girl. What do you think? I think Billy Joel was the one, there's, I think we had to fight the most and we fought the least at the end. 
there's so many songs that yeah. I feel about the same. Mm -hmm. I can't, I couldn't really, I, I hate leaving the songs out that we did because they're yeah. some of my favorites. Mm -hmm. The end of not making it really hurts me. Yeah, Anthony's song. Anthony but song. I also think that if we had decided to talk about Billy Joel earlier and we had time to talk about it, I don't know if y'all would have gone with scenes from an Italian restaurant. I mean, that's kind of out there. No, it's not out there at all. Are you sure? It's an immediate green light for me. I mean, it's an immediate green light. Well, I, think okay. it's, I think it's a masterpiece. So, yeah. Okay, well, good. I mean, I'm yeah. glad y'all agree because. I, I would well, you not got a good point. If we had thought about it longer, maybe. I mean, it wasn't his biggest hit, but I, I wouldn't have changed from that. But uh, I think if you're going to play Billy Joel, I think you got to include scenes from Italian restaurant. I mean, you. It's kind of. We're like not. You're not going to remove. It is. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's fantastic. It's. it's and you're the, not going to remove Piano Man because that just needs a, to be on a list song. like this. But if I'm making a list that's more curated to what I like, I'm not going to put Piano Man on there because I'll be fine. I've never heard it again. Yeah, but that just... if we could swap Piano Man for Vienna, but you ha or you, you just or can't. Anthony's song, but you can't. I you could have we could have redlined it. That was the interesting <laughs> thing about this exercise was trying your best to remove your personal opinion out of it because mm -hmm. we all have our favorites and we all picked songs that we all admitted we didn't like that much. Yeah. But, but we knew that they deserved to be on this list yeah. for someone who mm -hmm. needs the essential high points of a certain artist. It gives us a lot of credibility as professional music commenters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, distance, right? We're able to separate perhaps the best music podcast in the history of podcasts. You heard it here first from the man himself. <laughs> it seems to me we've done this pod like a candle in the wind. <laughs> Never knowing who to turn to when the Donald Trump set in. <laughs> As usual, we have come to you with marginal content. We've had a good time. We've laughed, and we've taken one joke and beaten the crap out of it. So, yeah, and, and, and I should, I should, I should note that that never, this sort of thing never ever happened over thirty-nine episodes, and here we are. We've made up for it. Hey, forty episodes now. Forty episodes. Woohoo! Doubled it up. So, and um, hold on, I want to say two other things real quick. That. Thanks to Ben, because this was his idea, I think it has been one of the most memorable episodes as far as what we decided to do, the content. A lot of fun. I think it was, it was a lot of fun. I think this is just an incredibly good concept and something which brought forth a lot of interesting commentary. I'd be happy to do this same thing again with four more artists. Yes. You know, sadly, I think, we have to debate the merits of Dr. Fauci in the medical system. <laughs> and I also want to say that by the time this episode comes out, um, we will be over two years of somebody else's favorite songs. Mm -hmm. We started this thing kind of on a whim, November of 2020. So many people started a podcast during that time, and so many have since then. It's a huge medium now. But we have made... 40 mainline episodes and somewhere around 20 or 25, I think, other episodes, whether it's the, uh, the, uh, the, Snowvid, the, Snow, the Snowbound Sessions, the Classic 45s, the interview with, um, with uh, Bruce Chanel, which was memorable. The We've brief had... foray into preview episodes that people didn't know was different content from what was in the episode. <laughs> We've had, how many guest hosts have we had that's been different we've had joel several times joel, we've had ben two or ben, three times caleb caleb henry. henry i think i've been on almost or over a quarter of the episodes i think it might be close to that i, I did I count think i've it. been on about 10 episodes i did count it out at one time but um, well, i always enjoy it i appreciate when you guys ask me to be on i think 
think we have good conversation. So thank I think you guys. I don't know what I expected. Excuse me for going on. Excuse you. But indeed. I don't know what we expected to happen. We just thought we would do a podcast, and then we released two episodes, and nothing happened. And then you shared it on Facebook with your friends, and all of a sudden people started listening, and here we are, between five and six thousand plays later. Pretty, and pretty exciting. Listened it's, to in in almost every state now, in a lot of countries for some reason. It's it's still a, a great thing. The numbers are compared to the big podcast, it, tiny and very small. But there's a lot of people that that do that do stuff and never get a hundred listens on an episode. And most of our episodes have over a hundred listens now. And Getting people listen to them through. I mean. You know, the way it works, you get an average listen. If somebody listens to one minute and turns it off and somebody listens to the whole thing, your average listening time is 50%. And our listen times are consistently well up into the 70s or 80s, indicating most people are listening to the whole thing. And thank you so much, considering some of the things we talk about. It's very cool. um, and, And everything. So appreciate everybody. Appreciate the boys being here. And we'll do it again Ferta. real soon, Ferta. <laughs> do it again, Ferta. Uh, anything else we need to add? No, this thanks is for fun. having me. Yeah, uh, thanks it. for it being here. Big fun. All right, happy. Maybe a, maybe a yearly thing with this format. Uh, I think we should. I think I think that. that is a must. Cool. I have to say, when the four of us are here, it's got to be done. It's got to be year, done. We'll, we'll debut the five non-essential songs from all the songs. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you don't turn yes, into that. You can, uh, instead of red lighting things, you can green light things in that episode. <laughs> no, no, we absolutely have to have those shoes. We have to. It's a great eagle song. Hey, don't sleep on those shoes. <laughs> I'm green lighting it. <laughs> green light it. But is that good or bad? I don't know. It's perhaps the greatest shoes ever. Until <laughs> uh, our next episode, I'm Josh. I'm Jacob. I'm Canadian Ben. I'm Donald. <laughs> no, he, this, he he is Waco Joel. <laughs> Whatever he may be, this has been somebody, somebody else's, else's favorite, favorite songs. Perhaps <laughs> <laughs> the greatest uh, musical podcast ever. <laughs>